I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode came overwhelmingly suggested by you guys when we had done some Instagram stories and Facebook posts and things like that. You guys wanted to hear from Kill Devil Diesel about their new Icon Series heads for the 6.0 and 6.4 Power Stroke. So today, Jared's going to be joining me answering the questions that you guys had for him. Also going into detail about the heads, how they were developed, some really cool things that they... uh, they did to improve the performance of these heads where they're just ready to go right out of the box. There is nothing else that you need to do to them. And then also talk about engines as well. We're going to be focusing mostly on power stroke, but they also have a lot of cool products for the Cummins and Duramax engine platforms as well. So it's going to be a fun time before we get to it though. I want to encourage you guys, make sure if you're not on our discord to jump on there, it's been really cool to see this big influx of, of new members on there. It's a, a super cool place for us to be able to hang out. You can ask myself questions, other podcast listeners. We have vendors that are on there and just, you know, share your builds. Talk about what you guys are working on over the winter. Um, you know, if you want tips or suggestions from someone who may have, you know, built a particular truck that you have or, or, you know, shot for a certain power number and you just want to know what kind of turbo work best or injectors or tuning or transmission, anything like that. It's, it's really cool. It's completely free to join. There's a ton of different sections there. So if you just want to focus on Cummins or Duramax or Power Stroke or just talk about shop talk stuff or, you know, you're looking for deals from, um, you know, with the holidays, sales that are going on, we have it all right there. You'll find a link down below. Super easy to, to join join with your smartphone. Also, if you're looking to support the podcast, we also started Patreon not long ago to be able to give you guys even more access to the podcast with um, perks we have, like um, we're going to be doing a giveaway where um, your truck can be our podcast cover. So um, we're just going to you know randomly choose someone and that truck that's going to be on there is going to be yours. Or if you want to be listed as an executive producer for an episode, um, or if you want shout outs on air, it's a really cool way to be able to get you guys even more involved in in the podcast you help create. The reason we do this is because we felt there were a need to be able to, you know, share information from either companies or personalities or racers you guys wanted to hear from. And, you know, we get to chat with them for 30 to 60 minutes, ask your questions, learn about diesel, learn about trends. And so we want to continue to be able to involve you guys in the podcast and help us grow. All right, let's get to today's episode with Jared and learning more about these aluminum heads for six liter and six, four power strokes. Jared, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today about some Power Stroke stuff and some industry questions and ask uh, some questions that our audience has. So it's going to be a fun chat and look forward to, to talking with you today. Absolutely. A pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having us. It's great to great to connect with you. I've heard a lot about Kill Devil Diesel in the uh, the diesel industry for quite a while. And uh, I wanted to start out by having you tell us about the company and, uh, and where you guys are located and what you guys are focusing on and then also keeping your eye out you know, for in the future as far as maybe expanding the product line or, or getting into some other platforms. Sure. So uh, we are located just outside of Kill Devil Hills on the uh, Outer Banks of North Carolina. And uh, we got started in the... Uh, racing uh, performance industry here. Um, I was uh, formerly an engine builder for Monster Jam and uh, had a history prior to that in uh, diesel engine remand and uh, always kind of working on side work, eventually started an LLC and, uh, you know, kind of got the ball rolling formally that way. Um, Working with uh, different guys in the industry, you know, customers, friends, friends of friends, word of mouth stuff kind of got started and ultimately trying to identify, trying to solve uh, problems, you know, the guys were having either at the racetrack or their daily driver or whatever, and, uh, kind of developed a, uh, 
know, kind of a rapport, kind of a customer base, and uh, you know, eventually kept growing and kept growing, and eventually had to you know make a decision, you know, um, it, you know whether we wanted to be all in or all out, you know, and uh, uh, we were able to uh, uh, let's see, twenty. 17 i think we officially started the llc and uh you know it's been pretty much you know wide open trying to keep up ever since so it would be eight to five you know building blower motors for gravedigger and monster jam we're actually still located on the same gravedigger property we ran a building from dennis anderson and uh you know have a lot of connections it certainly helped with our growth and our relationships in the motorsports industry uh because of the uh, you know relationships we had through the you know hot riding professional you know racing uh, association and that was you know, Monster Jam it was a great opportunity to work for that company. We learned a lot about motorsports entertainment. Um, you know, learned a lot about um, just the professional relationships that you carry with you. You know, through life and how important that really is, especially for the for the the, the youngish, you know, or comparatively young diesel industry. You know, those relationships and stuff is so important. And uh, you know, it's it's awesome to be a part of that. Awesome to be a part of the the growth. You know, the diesel industry is, is really growing so quickly, and uh, you know, we've been flattered to be a part of it. Um, cylinder heads of one of our products that really kind of took off and you know really helped us get going um you know the six liter power stroke platform six four also they have problems uh, from the factory we were able to identify some of those problems and come up with a casting that fixed that a uh, cast iron cylinder head years ago that we uh rolled out and that's been popular it's worked very well um we've recently released an aluminum version um we've got a lot of other projects and things on the horizon um some valve train stuff with jessel uh, we've got a 6064, uh, you know, a forged steel rocker, shaft-mounted rocker kit for those. Uh, we're actually, uh, this year at PRI, we're releasing the uh, Duramax 24-valve Cummins 67 Ford and 73 Ford rocker kits as well with Jessel. Um, so we've got a lot of cool projects like that on the horizon, some 6.7 stuff coming up, um, a lot of things with SNS coming up, and uh, just anxious to see where it all goes. And with the 6064 heads that, that you had started with, was it out of necessity that customers were asking you for a solution or was it, uh, was it a platform that you gravitated towards and just kind of immersed yourself in and thought, you know, what, what can I approve in this, in this engine platform or maybe a combination of both? You know, as earlier uh, this week, I was listening to some of the old diesel podcasts from, you know, earlier episodes and uh, stumbled across the episode with Charlie Fish, who's a good buddy of mine. And I've, I've known Charlie since before there was a KC Turbos and long before there was a Kill Devil Diesel. <laughs> and, you know, my story in, in some ways is kind of like his in that we both had six liter trucks and, uh, you know, had all the six liter problems that everybody else has. And so that's kind of, you know, what got me uh, immersed into the diesel um it, it, you know, the diesel culture, you know, I was familiar with diesels, was working at a, you know, a high volume engine production shop and knew the, the nuts and bolts, and, you know, pistons and, and machining and assembly. But um, the, uh, you know, the actual diesel culture, the performance aspect of it, you know, um, that's, that's really what got me started learning about turbos and injectors and, uh, it, you know, what, what, how a diesel motor responds to uh, upgrades differently. And, you know, and I found I wasn't the only one, you know, it's funny I heard Charlie mention some of the forums and stuff. I think powerstroke.org was one. There's a bunch of forums and stuff kind of pre-Facebook. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, it was kind of a community and, you know, I mean, not dissimilar from, you know, a lot of the same people, you know, that I met, some of whom I've never actually met, but some of the people that we met, you know, and got to know in that community, um, you know, everybody helps each other. And that's kind of the, the neat part about, um, you know, one of the things I've enjoyed about the diesel industry is those uh, you know, that camaraderie, you know, that, that you kind of develop and, um, you know, everybody's just trying to help each other out. And, um, 
you know, one guy has a problem with head gaskets, one guy has a problem with oil cooler, you know, whatever it is. And so, um, it, you know, the, the bad part about the six liter is, you know, they were notorious for problems. Um, the good news is there's, there's a lot of, all the problems are well documented and, and now there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of solutions available for them. And, um, you know, one of the things that we found was head gaskets were a, uh, you know, point of failure. And so we were able to, um, uh, you know, we weren't the first, other people have done O-rings and stuff. We found an O-ring system that worked for us. Um, O-ring meaning a, uh, a stainless, not, not like a rubber O-ring, but a stainless hard, uh, high carbon stainless wire. So we machine a groove, uh, around the deck surface of the cylinder head. And then we press a, uh, you know, a steel wire into that groove and that wire protrudes from the fire face a little bit that applies extra pressure uh, through the layers of the gasket. And, you know, that seems to help, you know, we, you know, talking about customers and demand and questions and problems. Um, you know, we, we heard from a lot of people, um, you know, I, I was one of those people, you know, that had head gaskets, you know, fail and did everything you're quote unquote supposed to do, you know, forward gaskets and ARP studs and, yeah. you know, and, and still had repeat issues, you know, and uh, we found that with the O-rings, they're, they're much more forgiving. Um, and so we started with a brand new casting. Um, and, you know, the, the hard part was for someone to ship their heads to a machine shop or drop them off at their local machine shop and wait a week, two weeks, a month, who knows, you know, turnaround time and ship them back, you know, and or you deal with the core situation where you ship a set of core heads into somewhere and, uh, they're, uh, you know, you don't know if they're any good or not. So you waste two, $300 shipping scrap metal in, you know, before you can even start to repair the factory castings, if they're repairable. You know, we found that the rebuild costs of putting all new seats, all new guides, all new valves, all new springs into factory castings that have their own proclivities for, for failure. Um, you know, issues with the injector bore cracking, uh, issues with, uh, you know, the valve seats and deck surface cracking. Um, you know, it, we've decided it was better off to just start with a brand new casting. And so we worked with a few different casting companies and, uh, you know, got samples from everybody and eventually settled on a foundry that was receptive to some of the changes that we wanted to make. And, uh, you know, so we added a thicker deck surface, um, you know, but the commercially that meant that, you know, now customers didn't have to a rely, you know, you, you take a set of factory forward heads that has a quarter million miles on it. Um, and you, you know, you, you, you rebuild it and dump 1500 bucks into new seats, new guides, you know, there's no guarantee that it's not going to crack in the injector board, you know, weeks later, um, you know, after you invest a lot of money into it. And so we, you know, we started with a, uh, a new casting that has some more material around some critical areas, the injector bore, some reinforcements and stuff. And that, uh, you know, the, the original plan was that would save a lot of the, the lead time. Someone could call and, and order a set of heads and have them ready for the day the truck went into the shop or, you know, trucks on a lift at a shop somewhere. Um, you know, we've developed a, a list of, you know, hundreds of dealers coast to coast and it's, it's great when they call up to be able to get them something to get the truck off their lift in a, you know, in a matter of days. And, uh, you know, instead of waiting on the turnaround time, you know, which we do machine work too. We do walk-in machine work for local guys and we have people ship us engines and, and parts from all over, you know, the country, all over the world to machine for them. I'm, I'm flattered, but, you know, we also offer new products that kind of eliminate the whole, you know, you waste money to ship something that's not any good. And then, you know, ultimately you have to find a replacement or repair, you know, eventually. And uh, that was that was kind of the original um, you know plan that, that was worked very well for us. Um, it saves a lot of the uh, you know the lead time. We're currently COVID and everything. We've run into a lot of supply chain issues that have got us a little bit backed up on some orders. But uh, we're actually catching up. Definitely thank all of our customers for their patience. Um, you know it's uh, trying times, but uh, we are uh, we're actually light at the end of the tunnel. We're catching up, and I uh, hope to be able to have uh, orders ready to ship in a day or two again. 
Now, with those upgrades you mentioned to the the heads, is that something that's really geared towards somebody that's daily driving, towing with their truck? They're going to put it, you know, quarter million miles, hundred thousand miles, you know, like on their truck. Or, um, you know, I find a lot of the questions that we get <clears throat> on six liters is from somebody who may be new to diesel or they've had one for a while and they start to run into the issues that you mentioned and they get stuck exactly where you said, where it's like, well, do I ship, you know, my current heads off? Are they even going to be good? How do I find a machine shop? Are they going to do the machine work correctly per the specification of this O-ring? And it's just, it's, uh, it's something I think a lot of those guys run into, but I wanted to ask you about that daily driving, you know, putting a lot of miles on a truck. What does, what does a set of upgraded heads offer that particular truck owner? Um, so, you know, honestly, it all originated from the, you know, racing industry, you know, much like a lot of, I mean, even the OEMs, you know, do their, their racing programs. A lot of that eventually trickles down into, you know, passenger car stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we started working with a guy named Charlie Keeter, um, from, uh, uh, diesel power challenge fame. And, uh, he was one of the first ones that we actually started tinkering around with O-rings and, Hey, try this, try that. And, um, you know, we found out that it worked on a thousand plus horsepower type build and uh you know over time we you know started selling that to hot street car guys and um it was uh, uh you know found that it worked and held up and and not just in a racing application but there's a certain uh, comfort knowing that there's overhead meaning if this holds up in a, a thousand or fifteen hundred horsepower application um it, you know it's, it's nice knowing that there's some overhead that it'll work in a you know your typical street truck four or five hundred horsepower maybe mild bolt-ons towing a camper, you know, and, and we do, we have customers that have hundreds of thousands of miles, hotshot drivers and guys that have a bunch of miles on, on the components now with, you know, um, good things to say. So we're, uh, uh, you know, the other thing that works well about the O-ring, um, you know, and, and we get a lot of questions on O-ring versus fire ring. And a lot of people use the terms interchangeably. It's kind of a syntax, you know, tomato, tomato deal, but technically, you know, an O-ring, you know, you have the, the cylinder head um, and some of the viewers will see this, I guess, if you can't see, you know, do my best to describe, but, um, you know, you have the cylinder head and then you have the wire that presses into the cylinder head and then the gasket, the uh, O-ring wire seals directly on the gasket. Um, with a firing setup, you know, the, the firing traditionally goes directly between the block and the head. The gasket uh, is not, the, the, the firing itself does not seal on the gasket. Um, and so what we uh, what we found is that through the, the MLS style, the modern MLS, you know, multi-layer steel style gaskets, they have, you know, shim layers and spring layers. And we found that the O-ring applies pressure, extra pressure. Um, you kind of imagine closing a pencil through the pages of a book. Um, that pencil is going to apply extra pressure through the pages where the pencil is. It's kind of the same O-ring theory. And so it, it helps to apply, take up some of that extra spring that the gasket has uh to uh uh it, which the benefit of that is it doesn't require hot retorts so they're a little bit less labor intensive than like a firing setup is plus on like a 60 and 64 there's only four head bolts per cylinder um compared to like a duramax or a cummins that has six head bolts per cylinder and so you know with the maybe and the 6064 have larger head bolts so there's less fasteners and they're bigger so there's a more uneven clamping load um i've actually done some testing and found that um, it, you know, like a fire ring setup, we found that it crushes the fire ring, you know, three to four thousandths more uh, closer to the head bolt holes um, than in between the head bolt holes, if that makes sense. So, um, whereas having the MLS gasket in between uh, acts like a cushion, you know, you have some of that spring to kind of help counteract much for the same reason the factory went with the MLS gasket. And so, you know, we found that the O-rings were pretty easy to install for the average you know, customer, you didn't have to machine the block. There wasn't a bunch of hot retorts, you know, and that was, 
um, you know, definitely beneficial for guys just trying to get the, the truck back on the road. You know, you didn't have to pull the valve cover six times. You didn't have to, um, you know, pull the block out to have it machined and, you know, it works with either like Ford gaskets, Molly, you know, Felpro, Victor Reigns, you know, any of the commonly available, uh, you know, aftermarket gaskets. It's been a theme that we've had on the podcast with some other guests recently about maintaining vehicles. And also you had mentioned the supply chain and it being harder to either get parts or even get a new truck and, you know, waiting if you order one and all those sorts of things where to be able to offer a simpler solution and something that's more reliable for a daily driver, it's probably something, well, one, the customer's going to love two, the shop doing the work's going to love it as well. And just creates a better process to be able to get that truck up and running versus some of the headaches you mentioned with a firing. Sure. And, you know, and it, you know, and different applications have different, um, you know, quirks and stuff that, that makes one setup work better for certain applications and, you know, and, and different, you know, Cummins have, have their solutions and we do a lot of O-ring and firing Cummins heads as well. Um, you know, but I mean, for the six liter, you know, for sure, we found that the O-ring, you know, has, has, has definitely been the way to go. When we had asked um, on Instagram, we did a story and said, hey, who would you like to hear from in the diesel industry? You you and Kill Devil Diesel were, were the most requested, and people really wanted to know about these new heads that you guys have for the 6064. So I wanted you to walk us through a bit about what's different with them and what you're able to do with them versus you know, stock or, or you know something previous that, uh, that may have been out there. Sure. So... Um... You know, we're uh, calling the new cylinder heads the Icon Series cylinder heads. Um, and uh, basically, it was a clean sheet, ground up approach. You know, we've worked with a couple other casting suppliers in the past, um, you know, for iron heads. Um, we've worked with another partner on a, an older aluminum head that was, um, you know, imported and, um, you know, left a lot to be desired. They were, they were good. We have a lot of them out there and no, no issues to speak of. But, um, you know, ultimately, we, we got some demand for an aluminum six forehead. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we still wanted to change with the six liter head. And so we did a bunch of uh, research. We partnered with uh, a couple of companies here in the United States, uh, Mass Motorsports. Um, if you're familiar with them, they do a lot of LS uh, stuff. They're actually getting big into the Godzilla stuff as well, too. Um, but they're, uh, they're, they're known for their own head castings. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they, they have a team of engineers. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really honored, you know, to be able to partner with a company that brings that level of experience, um, you know, OE level, you know, manufacturing to the table. Um, and in other words, is we didn't just cook this up in our, you know, in our backyard here, you <laughs> yeah. know, for, an, for aluminum, you know, in the backyard to, uh, you know, to make cylinder heads. And so um, we uh, sought out to partner with a foundry um, that would offer, you know, true OE level, um, you know, casting quality. Uh, an ISO 9000 facility, um, you know, they've got robots and, uh, you know, really, really high tech stuff. We've been very happy to find a foundry that was um, a, you know, uh, no longer in China um, and find a foundry that was, uh, you know, willing to, you know, to step up to the plate and uh, make a lot of the changes that we wanted to see. So we started by slicing and dicing the factory heads into a bunch of little cubes and pieces and digitized everything and got a good footprint for the, uh, uh, for the cylinder heads. And, you know, we had some demand for a 6.4 that they made from 08 to 2010. We had demand, you know, previously, you know, existing demand, existing aluminum heads for 03 to 07 or 03 to 2010 in vans. And um, we actually get people putting aluminum heads and performance parts, hot rodding up their vans. That's cool. Um, <laughs> and, um, we, uh, you know, so it was hard, you know, for the tooling investment, you know, like six figure investment in tooling for, you know, a 6.0 and another six-figure tooling investment for the 6.4. 
you know, wasn't really in the cards. And so what we wanted to do was try and commonize the castings. And we were able to, you know, overlay, you know, the castings and rework the water jackets, again, pretty much clean sheet um, and do one casting for the 6.0 or 6.4 and then machine it into a 6.0 or a 6.4. Um, and that made it, you know, commercially viable where, you know, there was, there was light at the end of the tunnel that we could, uh, uh, you know, that, that the tooling investment would be worth it. And so, you know, while we were in there, we wanted everything to be a, uh, you know, conventional meaning, you know, to accept factory intake manifolds, factory exhaust manifolds, factory rocker arms, um, you know, again, for, for the tooling investment, you know, this, this couldn't be, you know, the one-off billet race head that, you know, flows 10 million CFM, but, you know, sure, you got to buy a $4,000 rocker kit to work with it and a custom <laughs> intake manifold and custom <laughs> headers and, you know, and that's, that's not what this is, you know, we wanted to kind of keep a lot of the, the existing geometry the same um, to make it, uh, easy to bolt on that way there's not you know no real conversion parts or anything at all necessary you know it works with factory gaskets uh, they all come o-ringed as well um, but we wanted to uh, you know out of all the factory heads or you know factory replacement heads our iron heads have been popular for years um, but they are you know we don't really advertise them as a performance uh, item you know they increase durability and, and allows you to make more power but you know we don't really advertise that the iron heads uh, add power the uh, aluminum icon series heads um, were were definitely, you know, the goal from the start was to, you know, we we previously had CNC ported aluminum heads, CNC ported iron heads, and we wanted to basically cast that port, um, you know, our CNC, you know, port profile into, you know, the new castings. Um, and the cool part was being a clean slate, we were able to uh, drastically improve a lot of the areas where with a factory casting or a copy of a factory casting, you know, you're limited by the water jackets, you're limited by, um, you know, just the, the overall shape of the, you know, the crankcase push rod area, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, you know, we were able to move some of the ports around and not only increase flow, but also increase swirl. Um, you know, one of the downsides with the factory heads, A, is, you know, from a manufacturing process to take a uh, cast iron head or a, uh, you know, a factory uh, you know, cylinder head and then CNC port it, you know, it's very labor intensive, very time intensive to port them. And, you know, after thousands and thousands of heads, you know, it kind of starts to make sense to just do that in a casting where it comes out of the box with the shape and volume and, and design that you want. And so we were able to, um, you know, to achieve that with the icons. But, you know, the other factor that we realized during the development of the icon heads was that kind of kind of confirmed some of our suspicions. So, you know, with the factory heads on a 6064, and this gets a little cerebral. So we've got a lot of pictures and stuff on our website that um, kind of shows this better. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, pictures worth a thousand words. Um, but, you know, uh, the two intake ports on a 6064 are parallel. Um, and uh, if you look at the intake ports on our Duramax or a 24 valve Cummins, you know, the two intake ports per cylinder are actually at angles to one another. And they do this intentionally so as to impart um, swirl in the cylinder. So the port uh, dumps into the cylinder at an angle to the cylinder, if that makes sense. And so on a six liter, you have two ports that are parallel. One dumps at an angle to the edge of the cylinder. The other one dumps pretty much right into the middle of the cylinder. And so from the factory, there's an obstruction um, on, on the straight port that dumps to the middle to try and force the air to one side of the port. Um, and you know, it does, it does help with low lift swirl, uh, low valve lift swirl. Um, it is effective at doing that, but at anything over 50 or hundred thousandths lift, um, it's a huge hindrance. And so the first thing guys do when they go to port the factory heads is go in there and grind that obstruction out. Um, and so uh, we are, 
you know, it, the flow numbers come way up on a flow bench, but we kind of confirmed through CFD testing, um, computer fluid dynamic testing, that um, it's it's killing swirl. The flow might come up, but the swirl goes down. It's probably a net zero, a net gain. And so we were able to um, change not only the you know the volume or the size of the port, but change the shape of the port. We actually, even though we imparted a bend into one of the ports, we're able to bring both ports into uh, you know tangent to the cylinder, and that was able to you know really kind of kick the swirl in the head you know way earlier in relation to crank angle rotation. Um, and so you know it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too, where now you have you know an out of the box head that flows what you know the old cnc ported heads flow while also doubling the swirl not hindering the swirl um and you know cylinder swirl you know kind of gets it, it doesn't get talked about very much in the diesel world you know um it's easy to compare flow numbers on a flow bench you know it's like comparing compressor wheel sizes on a turbo it's 66 millimeter 68 millimeter my buddy's got a 70 i need a 72. um <laughs> and you know and so it's easy to oh those heads flow 200 these flow 202 these flow oh i need you know people right to the bottom of the page and whatever flows the most but um cylinder swirl is is equally important if not more important um you know there's um you know you want the injector to act like a centrifuge um in the cylinder where you know there's no unlike a gas engine you know there's no air uh, in or excuse me, there's no fuel in the cylinder until a few degrees right before top dead center. And so you want the injector to fire into, you know, a, a swirling pool of hot air. Um, if it's a stagnant pool um, or, or, you know, a, a tumbling uh, mass of air, that's not the preferred mixture motion um, for diesel fuel. And so, you know, what we've kind of adopted, you know, the saying is, is that, you know, all, all the fuel in the world is no good if you can't mix it with air and burn it. You know, all, all the, the black smoke coming out of the tailpipe, you know, you, you'd have actually been going that much faster had you burned that fuel. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people think that it's emissions related and, and it is, you know, I mean, if you burn all the fuel that you put into the engine, um, it, it is more efficient, you know, so there's some, uh, we're actually in the process of our uh, obtaining our uh, EO number through CARB uh, for these as well. So we're hoping to have that early 2022. Um, but uh, so that's one component of it. But, you know, really from a, a hot rod sense, you know, it's actually better to also burn the fuel in cylinder instead of, you know, wasting it, you know, all the extra work it takes big compound turbochargers and stuff to cram all this extra air into the engine. If the air can't mix with the fuel, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, why make it work that much harder, um, you know, to, 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 if it's not going to mix with the fuel. And so we were able to, um, drastically increase swirl in relation to air mass. Um, and that was, uh, and improve air mass. And so that's been a, a, a huge, um, huge, when a lot of this was numbers on paper and, you know, expensive computerized testing for a long time. And uh, we started testing these earlier this year and, and were able to confirm that there was a, there was definitely a, a benefit, you know, a lot of the, the numbers, the theory, you know, all panned out, we were able to, uh, uh, to notice, you know, huge gains in a turbo spool up or, or, or decrease, I guess, in turbo spool up time, um, throttle response, you know, less smoke output, um, more, more power. That's, question we get all the time, you know, how, how much power before and after, um, you know, uh, every combination is different. Um, but uh, we've, we found that, uh, uh, you know, if there's enough fuel left over, maybe fuel that wasn't being burned before, um, we've seen upwards of 100 horsepower gain um, before and after, um, even from ported factory heads to as cast icon heads. So we've been, uh, been very happy with the results. There's so many things that you mentioned that I can see why so many people wanted to know about these heads. One is I think being able to get a product that 
is already it's already upgraded. There's no extra step. I don't have to take the head and take it to a machine shop and have them do some work. <clears throat> then also the testing behind it that you mentioned. And third is, you know, in diesel and, and a lot of truck owners are asking, you know, depending where they live or where they may live is, you know, I'd like to have the carb testing done in case I move to California or I'm in California or I might be passing through it. And so all those things combining into something that provides more efficiency and power is massive if you have a six liter or six four. So I can see the excitement around this. We've, uh, we've, we've been pushing towards it for a long time. It's been, uh, you know, two years since we first started, you know, really talking about this project and then, you know, a year's worth of, uh, you know, of course, during the pandemic and during everything going on has been, uh, you know, delayed things a little bit here and there, but by and large, we've been very happy to have been able to roll this project out with, with everything, especially with everything that's going on. Um, so the, the foundry has been excellent to work with and, uh, mass motorsports again has been absolutely instrumental in, uh, in making this work. And we're hoping that this really helps open up the door, um, you know, for these, for a long time when the, the six O especially, you know, but even the six four first came out, they struggled so much with reliability stuff, you know, meanwhile, that the Duramax and Cummins guys weren't with that issue, but you know, you could pretty much make some, some quick and easy modifications to the Duramax and the Cummins and, and be in the five, 600 horsepower range relative reliably where you know the power stroke stuff just to stay on the road at first you know there was there was a learning curve and so we're hoping that uh, uh, you know this would be a way to offer kind of a bolt-on performance um, we'll offer them in two ways one being the as cast version uh, or what we're calling the street port uh, the other being the uh, CNC version um, which is actually a uh, so that takes us to a whole new level previously unattainable you know so even the best CNC ported factory heads or any other, you know, aftermarket casting that we've been able to, uh, you know, to, to CNC port, you're still limited by a lot of those factory boundaries, the water jackets, the, you know, the surrounding areas, you know, the crankcase area, you know, in the cylinder head. And so, you know, again, by having a clean, we actually designed these as a CNC ported head, um, or, you know, we designed the ports, the wall thickness, the water jackets all around our biggest CNC port, our biggest valve, biggest valve seat. And, um, and then we were able to run conventional ports and valves and have even extra material. But uh, when we CNC them, um, you know, we, we optimize the valve size around the larger port and uh, we're, we're able to see even further benefits in terms of, you know, turbo spool up, horsepower, et cetera. Um, we, uh, one of our, our testers was uh, Nathaniel DeLong with uh, Rudy's Diesel. He pilots the uh, Rudy's uh, race program and uh, uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. He's been a, a pleasure to work with. And um, they put a set of our aluminum heads on there that cast out of the box heads. Um, and they actually reset the four wheel drive diesel record um, earlier this year, actually at the Rudy's event. Um, and they switched, uh, they said it cut the turbo spool up time, which is a big single uh, turbo. They cut the spool up time uh, down by like three or four seconds, which is huge. You know, that's a pretty big difference. They went from yeah. eight seconds, eight or nine seconds down to, you know, five seconds or so spool up time. And then they switched to the CNC ported large valve heads and it cut that in half again. Um, so we were very, you know, very impressed with the, uh, the spool up, the response. And that's an all-out race application, but we've also got some. We've got a, a couple of test trucks here in-house that are our mild personal truck, you know, and a couple other trucks here. We've had some beta testers all over the country testing not, not only that max effort race application. Um, you know, Casey Turbos, we talked about earlier, they've had a set on their race truck testing them for us. But we've also got a, um, you know, probably 20 to 30 testers ranging from stock injector, stock turbo, toes a camper, all the way to, uh, you know, all the way up to the 2000 horsepower stuff. And uh, it's been, uh, 
Um, you know, all the results have all been positive, you know, there's no downside to them, so to speak, you know, obviously there's some other supporting modifications like, you know, a, um, O-Dog intake manifold or, um, you know, tuning turbo injectors and stuff to really get the most out of the combination. Um, but uh, it's, uh, uh, meaning the results uh, is in terms of peak horsepower may vary. Um, you know, if you have a stock injector truck and it's out of fuel at, we'll say on a six liter, 475 horsepower as a easy round number, you know, may not make more peak horsepower, but what we found is that, um, you know, the, the quote unquote area under the curve, the, the spool up time is, is increased or decreased the, um, uh, the average horsepower on the, the mid, you know, horsepower and torque are, are increased. We've seen 150, 200 foot pound gains. Um, even on a stock injector truck, and that might not be the peak number, but, you know, that's really where you spend a lot of your time driving is, you know, in that uh, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500 RPM range. And even if the peak number at 3,500 isn't any different, you know, 3,200, um, you know, you, you feel that extra 100 foot-pounds of torque at 1,500 RPM. Well, it's it's rare for a product in probably any motorsport, but, you know, specifically diesel is something you can grow with. So if you have a stockish truck and you do this set of upgraded heads and then in the future you want to do more things, it can grow with you, which is, I mean, that's really exciting. And there's a, there's a ton of questions we have and our audience is probably going to ask better questions than, than I may come up with. I wanted to ask you some of these because they, they, you touched on some of it, but these are really specific things that, uh, that people wanted to know. Um, this first one, he had asked what's the benefit of these heads over standard cast and i think he went through that but he wanted to know what's needed to swap over to an aluminum head and so you know for for this particular person's question if i understand correctly there's nothing that they need to do to swap over right everything bolts on they accept factory intake gaskets now i will say on the cnc ported heads the ports are so much larger that we actually made a custom intake gasket to work with them that ships with the heads um, and some customers, you know, may opt to, or we offer a service to port match their intake manifold for them. And that's, you know, again, race car stuff or, or very hot street stuff that we would recommend the, the race port or the CNC port for. Um, but, um, it, you know, and honestly, we talk a lot of customers out of, you know, spending the extra money on the CNC ported heads. CNC porting is kind of a buzzword, you know, it's like billet, you know, um, mm -hmm. everybody loves, you know, fancy, shiny parts. And, um, you know, it's, uh, but again, you know, the, the real bang for the buck would be the cast heads, um, you know, the cast aluminum standard icon heads that, that bolt on, they already outflow and outperform our, our best flowing CNC ported stock heads. Um, and so that's been uh, kind of driving most of the customers towards that, unless it's a really big single, really hot street truck, you know, um, larger than 100% over nozzles, um, you know, and it's been a, uh, uh, a pretty uh, pretty much a drop in deal. No, no other changes, you know, required factory intake and exhaust manifold, same push rod length. Um, you know, we actually use the same valves in those as we do our, uh, our standard iron heads. Um, you know, so it's a, uh, uh, no, no other conversion changes or anything really necessary. The other one's going to be a little tricky to answer. Um, the gentleman had asked, what's the best upgrades to pair with these heads? And I imagine that comes down to what the use or power level that, you know, someone may want is, yeah, probably what's what's going to work best with them. Sure. So, um, you know, the factory intake manifolds on these are pretty restrictive. And so, you know, we've had the conversation oftentimes with customers that, um, you know, if it comes down to um, iron heads with like a, um, you know, O-Dog uh, S2R intake or an S3R for the 6.4, um, which is a, a high flow intake manifold, um, you know, if it was stock intake manifold with icon heads or um, 
ported intake manifold with stock heads based on a budgetary standpoint, we always drive them to the ported intake just because they're, you know, it does no good to have a, a, a much higher flowing head with the intake manifold still being the restriction. Um, so there's no, um, you know, mandatory, up, you know, to run fine with stock intake, stock turbo, stock injectors. Uh, of course, to get the most out of any combination, you know, there's a, a list of, of supporting modifications and, uh, you know, we're happy to help with that. We have phone support staff to help pair turbo and injectors and fuel pumps and everything, you know, down to the nitty gritty, you know, all the time. It's actually something we take a great deal of pride in being able to get customers what they need, you know, and people go read online and, and unfortunately, I think feel, you know, maybe pressured or, or, you know, they don't know what to do. They go, you know, bottom of the page, biggest injectors, biggest turbo, <laughs> you know, and they think it flows more air and it, and it might uh, up top, but it might not help them where or how they use their vehicle. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, as far as best uh, upgrades to complement these, you know, um, a ODOG or similar, uh, you know, performance intake manifold for sure to help the air get in. Um, we use a lot of uh, BD diesel exhaust manifolds or punch out performance exhaust manifolds. Um, punch out performance took over the steed speed uh, power stroke line. And so it's a, a billet, um, you know, two piece manifold that's welded together. Um, you know, really, really nice piece. Um, and uh, any number of like KC turbos or similar uh, turbos, you know, to help flow more air. Uh, the more air you're flowing, the more, uh, you know, both in and, and everybody forgets about the out, but the more air you're flowing in and out of the engine, you know, the, the more of a benefit or the more of a, a difference, more of a gain we tend to see. Um, and so um, the, uh, you know, turbo interjector pairing, you know, for like a stock uh, truck stage one, 155cc, 30 over injectors or for a 6.4. Um, I believe KC has some stuff in the works for a 6.4. We also use a lot of the Rudy's drop-in compound turbo kits. Um, or there's a uh, uh, Maryland Performance single turbo kits works very well for the 6.4. And, um, you know, otherwise, um, you know, you, you're going down the line into transmission and other stuff, you know, to, to help hold it all together, you know, fuel pump and everything. But, um, you know, a lot of otherwise, you know, breathe, other breathing modifications help. And, um, you know, we found that, you know, um, even from an OE level, you know, more air is, isn't typically a, a bad thing. You know, you look at even some of the like Duramax California emissions heads, you know, they have bigger ports or more crossover for ports. And we're, again, have, have testing in the works, uh, some five gas testing here on a chassis dyno, as well as uh, uh, emissions reports from customers, smog testing reports you know, all over the country uh, that uh, suggest that if anything, they're an improvement over the factory heads, which is, uh, which is good. And that's, you know, both in terms of the end user, but also in terms of our dealers, that was important to, you know, we don't want our dealers to be selling something that could come back and negatively impact them at some point in the future. You know, there's there's a risk there where they don't want to find out a year, two, three years down the road that, hey, this this hot rod part, you know, now all of a sudden is going to get them in trouble. And that was, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of glad to bring some of that modern, you know, as the, you know, in large part inspired by a lot of the design implements of the OE heads, you know, the factory diesels have gotten cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And uh, we use some of that same technology, like the 674, the Duramax and Cummins, as far as the uh, high velocity swirl port to, uh, you know, to help make sure that, uh, you know, customers and dealers aren't going to get trouble down the road either. So in terms of prerequisites, you know, it's not something you should really have to be ashamed about, you know, letting the, the smog tester see it or, um, it, you know, to do anything to, uh, uh, you know, that would hinder your um, drivability on the road. Well, you mentioned six fours there, and that was one of the other questions. Was uh, this person that asked, "What are the direct before and after results on a near stock six four with the new aluminum icon heads?" 
Um, so depending on, you know, as far as near stock, everybody's got a different version of that on a stock stock truck stock tuning and everything. Um, we've seen throttle response uh, increase. We've seen um, again, quicker turbo spool up, which 6.4 is already spool really quick anyway. Um, and so we've seen, you know, 50 to 100 horsepower, um, uh, excuse me, 50 to 100 foot pound uh, torque increases in the, you know, the, the low to mid range torque. In other words, the peak number, we haven't necessarily seen increase a ton, but 50 to 100 foot pounds in the 1 to 2000 RPM uh, range leading up to peak torque. Um, is you know that that area under the curve. If you were to collect each of those data points every hundred RPM, you know an extra fifty horsepower here, sixty or you know well, and, and it's been twenty-five to fifty horsepower on a stockish truck. Um, on again combinations with more air, more fuel, um, where the factory heads are more of a hindrance. You know there's more to more to get back. I guess if that makes sense. Um, and uh, so but yeah, when we've seen uh, fifty to hundred foot-pound uh, increases throughout the curve. Um, on a uh, chassis dyno, we've seen uh, 25 to 50 horsepower increases um, throughout the curve, some peak, some not. Again, a lot of that gets into, you know, the specific combination, the tuning, the turbo, the injectors. And that's, uh, you know, that really is one of the, the biggest variables in, you know, everybody likes to go to go compare the peak number. Mine made 575, mine made 600, mine made 650. Um, that's the peak number, but we find a lot of people that give up two, three, 400 foot pounds of torque down low, which is where you drive the truck um, to make that extra 50 horsepower up top or that extra, you know, 150 horsepower up top. And, um, and so, you know, we've seen that they, they work well where, uh, you know, wherever you use them in terms of peak numbers, if you had, um, you know, stock heads and big fuel, big injectors, um, you know, there's, there's more than 200 horsepower uh, worth of, uh, uh, benefit and a lot of it depends on RPM, how fast you're spinning the engine, what it's what it's used for, nitrous or not. Um, you know, and sometimes it might be in a competition application. Um, the difference between you know, can you spool the turbo or not? You know, or does it require nitrous to spool the turbo or not? So um, there's we've there's been a lot of data and, and honestly, we've just recently started shipping orders. Like I said, we had a bunch of beta testers, but now that we've started shipping orders, um, you know, we, we uh, took a pre-order on these for a long time. And now that these are out there in the wild, so to speak, you know, hundred, hundreds of orders, uh, we're actually getting even more data um, that we'll be, uh, we'll be sharing as time goes on. That drivability, I think, is what so many you know, people who are daily driving trucks, that's what they're looking for in any product. And, and uh, I mean, that's whether you're towing, daily driving, you know, cruising on the highway, stop and go traffic. That's where you feel, you know, where you feel most of it. So I think, you know, somebody with that stockish kind of truck is definitely going to get that, uh, that benefit and that experience with it. The, uh, the other question comes from Ryan Milliken of Hardway Performance. And that was, why does the owner have such a man crush on me? <laughs> man, why, why does Ryan keep playing hard to get? Um, <laughs> No, he's a, Ryan's a great guy. Um, I had the uh, privilege of uh, spending some time with him uh, during the uh, uh, Shy Diesel uh, Extravaganza at uh, Wagler Motorsports Park. And um, he is, uh, uh, you know, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, uh, you know, calibrating the ECUs on, uh, especially the Cummins trucks, but, you know, everything diesel technology in general, where we don't do any tuning, um, you know, we're not a, a tuning company. Um, but uh, you know the tuning is such a big part um, of the uh, diesel performance industry that you know anything we can do to uh, you know to better our craft you know and and help you know me personally learn more um, and and share with the guys here is uh, always a benefit. 
This next question, it could be a little tricky as well, because I don't know the power number um, that the, uh, the person's asking about, but they're looking for a solid daily driver combo that they could throw a little bit of abuse at, not leave them stranded, and say we exclude the transmission and things like that. But if you take a six liter and you were looking for a fun truck, what would be some upgrades that you would do to that? And then also, you know, we could jump into the 6.4 a little bit as well. Sure. Um, so on a six liter, um, we have found that, um, you know, a lot of guys go down, you know, and you talk to 10 people and get 10 different opinions, but we found that a lot of guys, um, you know, go down the rabbit hole of, um, uh, non VGT bigger is better. You know, and they end up with, like we were talking a second ago, a, a peakier horsepower number, and it might make more horsepower on a dyno and it, and it may be faster going down the track, but what they give up is that throttle tip in the roll into the throttle, you know, the, the, what we call, you know, passing power, you know, the ability to pull out into traffic, you know, um, and, and not, you know, slow, slow down the, the parade. Um, and we've seen, you know, a significant number of customers have kind of gone away from, you know, the, the giant turbos, um, and giant injectors, you know, and maybe it made the peak number and that was fun for a while, but you know, the, the drivability they gave up wasn't worth it. And so, um, you know, one of our, uh, most popular combinations that we offer for our, uh, long blocks, we offer a, you know, short block, long block. And we, this year we released a, a ready to run engine package. And, you know, that kind of came about because we were doing, uh, you know, somebody buy an engine, they'd buy turbos and they'd buy injectors and they'd buy, you know, fuel system, they'd buy all kinds of stuff from us. And, you know, we kind of just decided, why, why don't we just put this together in a package for people and kind of help answer, you know, some of those questions. And so we do, uh, um, you know, 450 horse, 500 horse, 600 horse, you know, different, different power levels. And um, we found that, um, you know, the 550, 600 horse is a, a really good, um, you know, range to be in, um, you know, for a six liter uh, specifically, uh, we would do, um, you know, our icon heads um, with 625 series ARP head studs, a uh, like a 19030 uh, Warren diesel uh, injector, a KC stage two turbo. Um, and uh, that's, it's enough that you can get away with it on stock rods, again, depending on how it's used, um, you know, you read on the internet and a lot of guys, claimed to have made seven, 800. We know we have customers and buddies that have made big power on stock rods for a while. Um, you know, we're, we're not in the business of, of, of towing the line on, you know, uh, sending something out the door that's that's 10% over, you know, what it should be, uh, you know, what should be run at. And so, um, you know, right, right around the 600 horsepower mark, you know, it kind of starts to get a lot more expensive, um, you know, where we start to recommend connecting rods, we start to recommend uh, 625 studs for sure, for sure. Um, and you also start to lose some of the drivability unless you look at like compound turbo kits and stuff. And of course, again, that price goes up there too, but for a good 550, 600 horsepower setup, um, you know, we found that, that uh, the, the KC stage two Warren 19030s and, uh, you know, and then the supporting modifications in the engines, um, you know, all, all of our engines come with a new billet camshaft. Um, some of that is a, uh, a reliability uh, upgrade uh, where the factory cam and lifter package in the 6064 is pretty notorious for failure. Um, and so, but there's also some performance uh, you can get back that way too. Um, and uh, of course, the, you know, the aforementioned O-Dog intake manifolds. And that's a, a really good quick spooling, you know, fun driving um, 
setup. Um, we actually have a very similar setup. Um, that setup with a larger injector with a, a compound turbo on it to kind of go a little bit further, you know, on our kind of our in-house test truck that we've used for the Icon heads and a bunch of other uh, products that we test here. And, you know, if, if the 550, 600 wasn't, you know, wasn't quite enough, you could really easily, talking about upgrading and, and you know, modularity, um, you know, you can add a, um, you know, a O-Dogs uh, compound uh, turbo kit to it later. Um, and, you know, bring that number with a larger set of injectors, seven, 800 horsepower. Um, and, uh, you know, you still keep all the drivability that, you know, basically you had with the, the stage one or two VGT turbo. Um, we, we tow with it. We tow all of our, uh, you know, display stuff with, you know, compounds and two fifty one hundreds. We tow uh, 10 or 12,000 pounds all over the country to all the ODSS events and it does fine. Uh, unloaded, it gets 16, 18 miles to the gallon. Um, you know, loaded, not as great, but uh, it's, uh, you know, makes seven, 800 horsepower. Um, it'll do a roll and burnout at 60 miles an hour. Um, so it's a good fun setup that, you know, you could eventually kind of piecemeal your way there. You know, you could start with the heads, um, you know, if you whatever have a head gasket issue, you know, do turbo and injectors while you're in there. You know, if you ever hurt the bottom end, um, you know, we have a lot of customers that'll send their original heads back to us. We'll kind of discount the cost of the long block and, and build them a long block with their previous purchased heads. Um, you know, you, you go back together and eventually decide to, to add the compound kit. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a way to stair step your way up as, you know, budget, time, you know, et cetera allows. And uh, that's been a pretty, pretty popular package. What's been so cool about this podcast and really has me excited is <clears throat> I think modularity is a really good word that, that you'd used for not just these heads, but then also what you guys are doing with the engines. And it's, it's so different than what a lot of diesel performance has been over the years. It was always, um, you know, buying one thing, having somebody do the machine work, install it, you're getting the turbo, the injectors, all the different things from these different places. And to be able to hear what you guys have done with these heads, to be able to combine them into something where I can run them on my near stock truck, or I can use them to grow to where one day I call Kill Devil Diesel and say, hey, I need a long block built. And I'm gonna send, you know, my heads back and, and my whole engine is really cool and, and I, I look forward to seeing how you guys bring this approach to the other platforms that you touched on in the future and then combining it as well with what uh what's a major thing in all the motorsports which is you know emissions compliance emissions testing and and doing it within this framework it's uh it, it was really cool to chat and hear about you guys and what you're doing and i i'm definitely going to continue to look forward to what you guys are producing and i know there's going to be a ton of questions at 6064 guys, other truck owners are going to have for you that we may not have been able to touch on on the podcast. But what's the best way for people to call in, be able to chat with you guys, get a power recipe, ask you, you know, a specific question about heads or a build or engines or you know, pretty much anything? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, check out our website, killdevildiesel.com. Um, our contact info is on there, phone number, email and everything. And uh, we'd be happy to help uh, get anybody squared away, answer any questions and uh, do anything we can. It was a, it was a pleasure to chat with you today, Jared, look forward to, you know, catching up with you in the future and, and seeing what you guys uh, not only have at the track, but these new products for, for the daily drivers. Yes, sir. No, thank you very much. It was a, a pleasure. Uh, we uh, uh, honored, flattered to, uh, you know, be on your program here. Our guys in the shop listen, you know, listen to every episode. So we, uh, we very much appreciate uh, the opportunity and uh, look forward to uh, being back. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure and head on over to the diesel podcast 
Discord. You're going to find a link down below. And there's also going to be a code on the screen as well to be able to join. It's completely free. It's fun to be able to chat with a bunch of different diesel enthusiasts and uh, bounce ideas off of each other for builds or just ask questions and learn more. also want to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon sponsors, Texas Diesel Supply and Rights Diesel Services. We appreciate the support that them and a lot of other of our Patreons and listeners and uh, people who follow us on Instagram and Facebook have given us over the years. You've really kept us motivated, inspired. Um, help the podcast grow to heights. We never thought it would get this big and we look forward to taking it even farther. So we appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you a lot of cool episodes. They're going to be dropping through the holidays and then also into 2022 until next time, keep the shiny side up.